Welcome to episode 110 of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Schlag. On today's episode, I am taking your questions all about workouts and exercise. Uh, we're going to cover everything from how to come back from a period of um, a break from exercise, how to become more consistent with exercise, um, how to manage around an injury, and lots more. Let's go. Let's jump right into these questions. These are all questions that you asked me on Instagram DM about training and workouts. So question number one, I've done one month of weight program. So now I need to update the weights and reps, right? First of all, well done on getting a program and sticking with it for an entire month. This is one of the um, main reasons I see that women struggle to get results. They're hopping around with their workouts too much. They just kind of wake up and, you know, scroll through Instagram or look at Pinterest and grab a workout and they do that. And then they do the same thing the next time they work out, they just grab another workout. And this doesn't allow for our body to have a reason to adapt. And that adaptation is you getting the look you want and getting stronger. In order to do that, in order to make our body want to change, we need to give it a reason to do that. We need to give it a certain stress and we need to progress that stress over time. And stress here is in a good sense of the word. We need our body to have to work hard to overcome the stress that we put on it. We do this through what is called progressive overload. And that is making our body do more work over time. And you have to stick with the same training program for a number of weeks to be able to do that. So well done there. So now let's talk a bit more about your question. I want to clarify one thing you said. You said, um, now that I've done one month of programming, I need to update the weights. And then you said reps. You should be working to up your weights across the month. So this one month you just did, we don't want you sticking with the same weight all month. So let's just throw out an exercise there. Let's say you're doing a goblet squat and you're doing it with 15 pounds. We don't want you doing 15 pounds across that month. And then when a new month comes, you pick up a heavier weight. That's not what we want. We want we with in that month, we want to see you progressing in some way. And if you're a beginner, the way I really want you to focus on once you have your form nailed in is increasing your weight. And as a beginner, you're going to be able to do that quite quickly, you know, week to week, increasing your weight. Think about in a single set at the end of every set, it should feel like those last reps are hard to get. You should, it, you should be working hard. And I don't mean by that being sweaty and out of breath. What I mean is it should be hard to lift that weight with good form. We want you to keep the good form. The last few reps are difficult. Okay. And so when you get to that last rep, it should feel like you could do one, two, possibly three more, but definitely no more than that. And that's for each set. Okay. Not for um, the exercise as a whole, or certainly not across the month. So that's number one. Okay. So now with that clarification, let's go back and answer your question. Is it time to update your program? It could be. 
a month is a great amount of time um, to go before switching. You can go longer. Six weeks is a good amount of time, even up to you know eight weeks. You can do the same program before you adjust anything. And this adjustment, this new program does not have to be wildly different. My clients, when they get a new training pro program from me, the women in my menopause weight loss course, when they get a new training program from me, it does not look wildly different than the training phase before. It's still going to include the same types of exercises. So we're always going to have a squat, a deadlift variation, a lunge variation, a bridging variation, upper body pushing and pulling variations. Those are all going to be in there. What will look different is perhaps the variety I give them. Like maybe one month I have them doing um, a barbell Romanian deadlift. And the next time I have them doing a B-stance barbell Romanian deadlift, or maybe I do switch the rep range. Maybe we're doing that um, Romanian deadlift um, for reps of eight one month. And the next month we're doing it for reps of 12. And so these small changes in either um, which variation of an exercise you're doing, the rep range you're doing it in, these things change month to month or training phase to training phase, I should say. It doesn't have to be monthly. It could be every six weeks, every eight weeks. This is where I would suggest you get a coach to help you with these things. Okay, you could do this for yourself. You could. And if you're interested in this, that's totally fine. Like read about programming, uh, program design and give it a try. Think about this. When you want to get your car fixed, do you typically like go to YouTube and read some books and read some articles and fix it yourself? I don't. Now, my, I do have a son who's interested in that stuff and he's learned to, to do a lot, quite a lot of things. So you could do those things. What I do is hire myself a mechanic and have them do that for me. Same thing with like, I don't cut my kid's hair. I don't, my husband used to want me to cut his hair when, when he was in graduate school and we didn't have a lot of money. He kept insisting that I cut his hair and I was so stressed out by it. Now, some people are interested in that and they feel like naturally inclined to that. And so they do learn to cut their family members hair and it's a way to save some money. And they learn this skill for a lot of us, like myself included, I would do way other, many other things to save money to get somebody else to cut my husband's hair or my kid's hair. I'm just not going to do it. So that's how I went to think about training programs. This is not something, so I've studied for years to write training programs don't feel like this has to be a DIY thing. Just because you have a body and you have exercise does not mean you have the expertise to write a good quality training program. All right, next question. My problem is consistency. Please come kick my butt every single morning. <laughs> I get this, right? People struggle with consistency with eating and with working out. What can we do to help you up your consistency? Number one, I would say, try and figure out what is your particular struggle with consistency? Why do you struggle? So this person specifically mentioned morning. Is it because your morning is so hurried? Like, are you constantly like running behind and like, okay, I slept in and I messed around on my phone. I was really tired because I stayed up last night messing on my phone. Um, I have to like get my stuff ready to leave for work or get my kids ready. If that's the issue, let's start earlier to help you be consistent. Let's start the day before. How about you get a really good bedtime routine and you go to bed at a good time so that when the alarm goes off, you wake up refreshed and ready to go. What if you got all the things you need ready for yourself and your kids the night before or had your kids get their own stuff ready the night before so you're not rushing around so there's not this sense of like, I can't do it today. Like I can't, I don't have time to work out today. That's a really good point. So let's look ahead and see what can we do to set you up for success. And the same thing applies if it's a different time of day. If you work out right after dinner and 
you're very inconsistent with it because maybe dinner keeps getting pushed back because you weren't prepared. Um, this is a place to look ahead. What can you do ahead to set yourself up for success? Another thing I would say is start taking your workout appointments seriously as in appointments, calendar them and treat them just as you would taking your kid to the orthodontist or, you know, you making that hairdressing appointment. Do you just like randomly be like, I'm not going like, we don't really do that because we respect the fact that we've used, you know, we've, we've put somebody else's time there. Sometimes we're charged late fees, right? So we respect these appointments. You need to respect your own appointments, calendar them at the start of every week and don't let things push them out of the way. Don't let everything else in everyone else's life always be an emergency. See, there are emergencies, absolutely. But all the things that we often count as emergencies to push our workouts way to the bottom of the lift are usually not emergencies. They're often other people's poor planning, right? Ladies, as, as moms, as women, we take all of this on ourselves. So elevate your workouts to the top of your to-do list, schedule them and respect that this is important for your health and your mental health, your physical health, your longevity. Then um, with all of that in mind, getting an accountability partner can really help here. If you're meeting somebody at 530 to work out, you're very likely to show up, right? Because you don't want to let that person down. So getting some in-person accountability can help. Also getting online accountability can help. Um, I'm going to put a plug in here for my menopause weight loss course. These ladies, we've formed this community and they come into the group and they they cheer each other on. And I, you know, I just yesterday, somebody committed. She's like, I've been really, I've been really slacking here. And I asked her to commit, like, what are you going to do next? Like, tell me when you're going to do your next workout. And she's supposed to come back in the group and let us know when she did that next workout. So joining that, getting yourself some accountability is a great way to go to help increase your consistency. All right, next question. I have weightlifter's elbow and now I don't know what training I can do so it doesn't get worse. First of all, I have never heard anybody call it weightlifter's elbow. I actually had to Google that. I'm like, is that really a thing? I've heard it called tennis elbow. I mean, tennis elbow is a thing. Golfer's elbow, there were just different parts of the elbow and weightlifter's elbow is in fact a thing. So as I'm going to talk here, I'm going to talk to this particular person, but whatever injury you have, these same um, these same guidelines apply, whether it's your knee or your hip or your shoulder. Uh, the first thing I would say is let's stop normalizing just constantly being injured. Okay. Having a nagging injury, having a bum shoulder, or that's my bad knee, that doesn't need to be normal. And we really have normalized that, right? How many people do you know? They're like, Oh, that's my bad shoulder. I can't do X go to a physical therapist. They can help you get out of pain. It is normal. Our body's you know, response to have pain is normal when there is something wrong. What I don't want to be normal is just living with that perpetually. You can get out of pain and get back to doing the activities that you love. So go and see a physical therapist and talk through what is your treatment plan going to be. To get out of pain, um, do that. Next, make a list of what exercises you can do pain-free. You can have a whole menu of options for you. So for this person specifically, uh, it's her elbow. So what do we need to think about there? Okay, so for, first of all, most of lower body is going to be able to be worked. 
how you work that might change. Perhaps it hurts for you to have weight in your hands. So if your hands are down by your side and you're holding a dumbbell or a barbell, that might hurt the way it pulls on an elbow. So, okay, so we can look at weighting things differently. So maybe you need to be doing goblet squats, okay? That's an, that's an option. Maybe um, you can, instead of doing um, an RDL, you could do a barbell good morning. And so now that weight is up on your shoulders. It's not hanging in your hands. You can do things that don't have weights in your hands at all. So doing leg press to work your lower body, um, doing um, hip thrust variations to work your lower body. So we look at what we can do. There should be no reason you couldn't work all the muscles of your lower body just figuring out how to weight it so it doesn't hurt your elbow is the key there. And then with upper body, test out the movements and see what hurts and what doesn't. For a lot of people, when they have elbow injuries, pulling can really irritate it. When I had an elbow injury, pulling motions really irritated my elbow. And so I had to switch the variation. Some I couldn't do at all. Um, neutral grip felt good for me. Um, pressing movements felt fine for me. Other people pressing movements bug them. So test it out. Okay, does it hurt when I do a dumbbell bench press? Oh, how about if I change to a different grip? Does that still hurt? Still hurts? Okay, I'm, I'm nixing all of that for now. Just not gonna do that. You find what you can do. One thing that did help me when I had an elbow injury was to use what is called Versa grips, V-E-R-S-A grips. Uh, my chiropractor actually recommended these to me. He was helping me work through my elbow pain and so I bought them. I got mine on Amazon. I want to say they were like 50 bucks, 45, 50 bucks. You put them on your hand. I wish I could show you here. Um, you wrap them around your wrist. And then what they do, they have this leather flap and that flap you wrap around the bar or the dumbbell. And that's what's doing the gripping. And so the grip that you have on it is incredibly light because oftentimes just that grip part is what puts stress on your elbow. And so using those to do pulling variations, um, I use those for lap pull downs. I used them for rows and that really helped me be able to continue doing um rowing motions, pulling motions, pain-free uh, with elbow pain. So you can check into that. So that's the key. Get some help to get out of pain long-term, see what is my menu of options uh, that I can still train. And then here is something else that you might not be aware of. There is evidence to support the idea of a crossover effect. What this means is if you trained just the left side of your body, the right side of the body could get some benefit from that. And so if your right elbow is affected, go ahead and continue training the left side and there will be some crossover benefit there. Uh, so you can keep training the uninjured side. Next question. I have been slacking with strength training. I'm always tired from work. I'm a nurse, by the way. In 30 minutes, what strength workout can I do two times a week? Please help me. All right. So your best option here is to get a two times per week training program. Have a coach write that. Look for one online. So you have a two times per week training program. That would be my top pick for you is to just get somebody to write you that training program. Uh, you can get a good training effect with two times per week. Um, you want to make sure that you are hitting all of your muscle groups each day. So I would go with a full body split. You're going to work your entire body each day. Um, I would use things like supersets because you're talking a really short period of time, 30 minutes. So pairing exercises together in supersets um, and doing variations of squats, deadlifts, um, upper body pulls like rows and pull downs, upper body pushes like 
chest presses and overhead presses, get these variations in. I would focus on those big compound moves and not do as much with isolation moves like, um, you know, bicep curls and tricep press downs because you're really short on time here. So focus on big compound moves, full body workouts twice a week, um, and really focus when you're in there, the work that you do, do quality work, push the intensity. And remember, again, when I say intensity, I'm not talking about getting sweaty and hot and having your heart racing. What I'm talking about is lifting weight that challenges you. All right. I want to get back into moving. I've been out with COVID and vacation. I want to focus on my core. Any good starter sets? I actually followed up with this person. I, I DM'd her back and I said, hey, when you say you want to work on your core, what is your goal? Um, and as suspected, a big part of what she meant by working on her core is that she has some belly fat to lose. So what I would suggest here is that piece, she said belly fat and loose skin. Belly fat is going to be um, is going to be reduced by overall reducing your body fat. So that comes from your nutrition. So focus on being in a sustained calorie deficit. Loose skin. Loose skin really is. Can it firm up with building some muscle? Yes. Does it go away? No. It, most people are not going to get rid of their loose skin by doing any kind of workout protocol or by building muscle or losing fat, but building some muscle can help with the re with reducing some of that loose skin. Mostly loose skin is going to be a matter of either choosing surgery or choosing to accept that you have loose skin and that it comes along with many things um, in our life, whether that's having a baby or you know gaining a lot of weight and then losing it, loose skin can be a part of that. Then, um, if we're talking about actually strengthening your core, she did say, she's like, look, I'm a dancer and I do want to strengthen my core and we should all be looking to strengthen our core. I can tell you some of my favorite ab exercises. I love plank variations. And I will say with plank variations, it's important to note that there is a plank variation for every ability level. The way to progress a plank is not just to like get longer. It, that is a way. I don't think it's a great use of your time. You don't need to be hanging out in three minute planks. I remember my oldest son coming home from wrestling and telling me they would do this. They would have like crazy three minute planks. And does that work? Sure. But do you really want to spend three minutes in a plank? Do you really want to do that? Instead, why don't we pick a plank variety that's going to challenge you in a shorter period of time? So doing single leg planks, doing single leg planks with an offset leg, doing, you want to do a really hard plank variation, do a plank with a slow reach. You're in plank position and you reach out very slowly to tap the floor in front of you with one hand and come back very slow and controlled movement. And then you do the other hand. Um, so plank variations are one of my favorites, hollow body hold positions. I love this move. Um, you can do a regular hollow body hold. You can do a long lever hollow body hold. Reverse crunches, those are really hard. They're incredibly challenging to do a reverse crunch if you do those properly. Reverse crunch with an oblique focus. So you're going more side to side. So your knees go towards your opposite shoulders. Um, hanging leg raises, start doing those by with a bent knee. That's another one of my favorites. Uh, but if core is your focus because you want to get rid of belly fat, that is nutrition. I'm just getting started with strength training. I'm 41, mama of six. I'm binge listening to your podcast. No question is asked here, but I do have something to say about this. Thanks for listening to the podcast. The beginning is a great place to be. There is no shame in being a beginner. Let yourself be a beginner. Enjoy those newbie gains. 
focus on good form and push yourself hard in the gym. So much growth coming your way. All right, back squats hurt my back. Can I just do belt squats and Smith squats? So short answer, yes, you don't need to back squat. Nobody needs to back squat. I will say the fact that you said you could do Smith squats made me perk up a little bit because the benefit of not doing a back squat uh, would be that you don't have a bar on your back, right? So you're not loading up your spine. If that's giving you trouble, you're not loading up your spine. Um, Smith squats are still going to load up your spine. So I'm wondering what that's about. Belt squats are a great option. If you have access to a belt squat machine, if you don't know what that is, Google it and you can see what it looks like. There's this belt strapped around your waist and then a cable that goes into the ground and it um, does not load up your spine. And you can load up the the squat really heavy and still train your lower body um, without involving your upper body whatsoever. So that would be a good option for you as with doing something like a leg press. Um, So you are not required to do back squats to get strong or any of those things. Why would you say Smith squat though? And so what I'm wondering is how would, how is your form? Check what your form looks like. Make sure you have really good form. Um, And if you're able to do a Smith squat, you should be able to do a barbell back squat. All right. Last question. I want to get back to a 300 pound deadlift. Heck yeah. I feel like my lower back is weak. How best to strengthen it? All right. First of all, very excited. You want to get to a 300 pound deadlift um, and congratulations on having gotten there in the first place. So when you say your low back is weak, you don't use the word pain. So I'm not thinking we're speaking of injury here. If we are, that's a totally different subject. So I would ask you how, why do you think your back is weak? Like what about it? How is that possible? Remember, because the batteries are in the box, they have a little bit of juice in them, but not a lot. Okay, so, should, so we just have to do one more question then. Well, no, it, it should be, as long as you're not using it for social media, because remember, we only post audio podcasts, so you can just finish up the podcast. But it's dead. Is this? This is where you're recording your audio to, remember? Oh, so you won't, because we know I'm not using this one. Yeah, That's what you're saying? I'm using this one. I, just, I mean, obviously, we're going to start where you're just saying, because this is all in there now, but. Okay, let me try that again then. But yeah, so we're good. All right. Last question here. I want to get back to a 300 pound deadlift. I feel like my lower back is weak. How best to strengthen it? First of all, 300 pound deadlift, that is no joke. Uh, Congrats on having been there and how exciting that you want to get back there again. Um, Okay. So since you said weak, you didn't say that there's any kind of pain involved here. So I'm not going to take it from that perspective. So my first question would be, why do you think your lower back is weak? Like what what is giving you that idea that you are weak in your lower back? Um, and then as far as how to strengthen your your back, frankly, deadlifts are an incredible way to strengthen your back. I would start light and work your way up. Don't shoot for getting closer to 300 pounds now. Work your way up there uh, very slowly. And it doesn't have to be you know super slowly, but you want to go with the speed with which you are able to adapt to that weight and, and properly lift it. Other exercises to strengthen your back, um, barbell good mornings, those are incredible. Um, If you 
that's not an exercise I suggest to a beginner, frankly, but considering you've worked your way up to 300 pound deadlift, I'm assuming you're not a beginner. So good mornings are a great way to strengthen your lower back, um, back extensions. People often call them hyperextensions, which is such a weird term because we literally don't want you to hyperextend your back. Uh, so back extensions is a great way to go, but really deadlifting. If you want to get better at doing a 300 pound deadlift, you want to strengthen your back to do a 300 pound deadlift. Let's just have you deadlifting and working your way back up there. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Fitness Simplified Podcast. I hope you found it educational, motivational, inspirational, all kinds of ational. If you did enjoy this episode, if you found value in it, I would love it. It would mean the world to me if you left a rating and review wherever you are listening to this podcast. That really does help it get in front of more people. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe to the channel and give it a like. Again, this stuff really does matter. It helps for my stuff to get in front of more people and help more people. Thanks so much for being here. I will see you next time.